Hello, and welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability, highlighting profitable and sustainable business models. I'm your host, Fabian Cross, and I'm here to figure out with you how to make sustainability a competitive edge. Indeed, for us, the only path to amplifying and accelerating sustainability is by framing it as a driving force for business. Whether you're a business leader, an entrepreneur, or just curious about how to monetize sustainability, our podcast is here for you. Today, it's a very special episode because I'm hosting Stefan Liozu, co-founder of Pricing for the Planet and a recognized expert around pricing. And we co-edited our famous book together. So that's a very special episode for me. Stefan, thank you so much for being here with us. A pleasure to be, uh, to be here and do my first podcast with you. Yeah. So you, you, you know the podcast, we have like this tradition to start from the end. So first question, Stefan, if listeners have to remember one thing from this podcast, what would that be? I would say, um, I would say, you know, most of you have already done a lot of work in digital transformation. And I would say, do not repeat the mistake of uh, doing a lot of investment without calculating the payback and monetizing. So as you embark on your sustainability transformation, start monetizing from the get-go. Get started as you design your transformation. Per perfect. I like, I like it a lot. And, and again, so if you are not aware, we wrote monetizing and pricing sustainability together. And one idea was to be very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. So for this episode, we want to be very pragmatic again. So big question, Stefan, if you are an SME or you own a company, you care about sustainability, what do you do and where do you start? Well, yeah. So um, I think right now, big companies have already uh, taken the lead to, uh, to report, to uh, get involved in sustainability and circular business models, but really size doesn't matter. Whether you're a micro enterprise, a SMB, small and medium enterprise, or a very large company, you're, you need to get started. And one of the things that tell um, you know, leaders immediately is you're already doing some things. You know, you already have a, an HAC, uh, environmental and health and safety strategy. You already have uh, products that are contents on recycling uh, products. So, you know, look at what you're doing today. And uh, and start with this, and then uh, you know it's 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 a question of understanding your motivations. What is it that you want to do? Um, you know, we are a B Corp. Pricing for the Planet is a B Corp. And uh, pending B Corp. And uh, what do you want to be? You want to be uh, moving, uh, you know, your entire strategy in under a sustainability umbrella, or do you just want to launch a couple of green products, or you want to have a circular business model, you know, set your ambitions, understand your motivations. And from there, you just get started in like you would do with any innovation or new marketing service, for example. 
So we had we actually a couple of, of days ago we, we launched one episode with Kevin Mitchell from PPS. And during the discussion, the 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 idea was to say, well, if you don't know where to start, start by understanding your the willingness to pay off your clients. What do you think? Is it is it a good path or do you have an, a different approach? Well, so it's it's one of the um the priorities, I would say. I would also say that, that that comes after you understand what your how your customers define sustainability so that you're using the right vocabulary. What are the value drivers of sustainability for your customers? And then, uh, you know, how do they react to some claims that you may be making? I think uh, if you look at all the research that, have, that has been published, you see that the way you frame your claims, the way you present your packaging, the way you really kind of uh, put together your products strongly influence your customer's willingness to pay. So, so obviously there is going to be testing or willingness to pay at some point, but you really need to understand what you're going to be testing. Um, and, you know, we, we, we did a, a prototype study, a pilot study on, on the tire, a sustainable tire. But we quickly found out that sustainability in the tire business means different things for different people. And that is essentially what we need to find out before we test willingness to pay. And that, you know, is done through interviews and maybe a satisfaction study or perception study. Um, most likely, if again, if you're a small and medium business, you would talk to your customer on a daily basis and ask them what do they care about? What's important to them as far as, you know, recycled content and, you know, carbon emission or, you know, better use of resources, uh, you know, a recyclable strategy, you know, for their customers. So then and look at the vocabulary uh, they use. Then, you you know, you put that around your products and services and, you know, then you test. Yeah. And, and I think you mentioned at the beginning the digital transformation. And I think that was one of the big learning. It's like being customer centric mm -hmm. it looks good on paper, but what does that mean concretely? And I think it will be a key success factor of this transformation towards sustainability. Yeah. You know, um, Fabien, lots of companies and lots of CFOs got burnt <laughs> with big investment in the cloud, in AI and software and you name it. And then when the time is comes to look at the payback and the ROI, it's it's not there or it's partially there. And now we're going back, charging, you know, asking the CFOs and uh, CMOs to invest heavily in sustainability, not just for compliance but also for differentiation. And, and inevitably, the first questions from the CFO will be, "Hey, you know what? You, you came five years ago and asked me for all that stuff." for digital transformation, how is this different? How are you going to deliver impact for the business today? You know, because at the end of the day, we could put the funds somewhere else and we could just do what's necessary to be compliant with all the regulations and stop here. We're saying, you know, go the step further, you know, link your ESG work to your go-to-market outcome, but we have to uh, be very pragmatic and show return. That's it. That's it. That's not a, an option to go in. It's just that's for funds. Hundred percent. 
And I think one thing that is super important and that you like to cover is to say you need to leverage your current programs. Like you don't need to be, you know, Patagonia to start. You can. There is for sure something great that you are doing inside your own company today. Yeah, and that, and plus, you may have some quick wins. You know, don't underestimate, for example, your relationship with your suppliers could be very helpful in getting started in 90 days. They may be able to provide some natural raw materials or better packaging or, you know, and, and you can quickly leverage that to include some of that in your products and make them better already. So it's a matter of, um, you know, looking at what you do today, uh, maybe focusing on some quick wins, you know, potentially uh, looking at innovations in business models or services. But, you know, I wouldn't go from doing nothing to becoming a, a Danone or Schneider Electric overnight. There's certainly a, a, a roadmap for that and uh, and they need to be very pragmatic. So, um, and by the way, you, you, you know, you truly need to understand what your customer want. And that, that may take a little while to find out. You could find great information depending on your industry. You could have access to some beautiful reports and and studies that will show you exactly in, for example, in oil and gas or in transportation or in, you know, pharmaceutical, what's being done. And then you can, you know, definitely embrace these concepts. But being nothing, you know, substitutes the the need to be in front of your customers and asking them what do they need, you know, and what do they want. So, uh that's, a, for me, a first priority. And, and you mentioned the new business models, because I think that's one other path that could be interesting. So you mentioned talk with the suppliers, be customer-centric, ask questions, and maybe explore new business models. Yeah. I mean, in the book, we have a chapter on, uh, you know, a taxonomy of uh, potential business models uh, for sustainability, and there's a lot of them. We come up, we come up with ten business models uh, or categories at least, uh, you know, and those might be uh, some of them may be very uh, you know uh, demanding as far as resource intensity or time to launch. Others may be easier, and uh, you know, for example, you take the donation model where you know you buy one product, I, I donate a product to some kind of association or donate some funds to you know, cleaning the ocean, that is already a first step, you know, because you're showing commitment, you know, financially that you're putting money on the table. Recycled content is for sure uh, a good a good way to start. Uh, moving to subscription and usage-based models is also reducing the need for cons- uh, upfront consumption. Uh, a lot of companies have done that already, but they forget to count it because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, a consumption-based uh, models really extend the life of the equipment. You repair the equipment, you maintain the equipment, upgrade the equipment. So, you know, it's you don't need to uh, replace the equipment every so uh, so many years. So, uh, and, and you see that the right of repair, for example, you know, which is now becoming a big thing around the world. You know, make your products repairable. You know, offer the right spare parts and the right service. So. It, it's not a matter of boiling the ocean or, you know, reinventing the wheel. There's a lot of things you could do already. Uh, working with your uh, finance team, your uh, procurement team, your marketing and technology team, and, and really looking at, hey, what can we do today to get started? And one thing, so so you are, 
you are quite an expert around value-based pricing. Mm -hmm. So do you see a parallel between, you know, this willingness to move towards sustainability and this expertise around value-based pricing? Well, you know, everything we do should bring value to customers. And, and then once you understand that and it's in your, uh, you know, way of being and philosophy for your business, then uh, you understand the value, you quantify that value and then you deliver it. Um, so, uh, you know, some of that, some of the sustainability, uh, you know, discussions are very intangible in nature and uh, it's quite difficult to quantify and to extract the right level of value. Uh, for example, you look at a brand. Uh, what is the impact on sustainab of sustainability on your brand image and reputation? You may have to do some statistical uh, or some quantitative study on that. So, you know, uh, others are more tangible in nature, so they're easier to quantify. You know, when you reduce, uh, for example, the use of chemicals or, you know, the disposal of waste, or when you revalorize waste and you include that in some kind of a process, kind of a cradle to cradle, that is easier. That is easier to quantify. The key is consider sustainability as an innovation. Embed it in your strategy and your innovation pipeline, and then treat it as any other innovation. I might bring a differentiation for what customer group? Am I might bring in differentiation? What is the value that I deliver? whether it's a value of recycled content or value of net zero contribution, scope three, uh, you know, contribution, or, you know, better packaging, for example, sustainable packaging. So all that stuff is an innovation. And then you launch and then you measure the impact. You understand that some may be uh, more differentiated than others, but it, it's not because it's sustainability that it's, it needs to be completely outside the processes that we have in, in the company, whether you're small, medium, or large. If you're managing innovation today, or you have a technology group or an R&D group, just embed sustainability in it as a source of innovation. And, and we keep having this question around, you know, pricing for the planet, why pricing? So I think it's a good idea to use this podcast to address, you know, why did we create, you know, pricing for the planet and why we believe that pricing is kind of the pricing and monetization. Why do we believe that's the right angle for sustainability? Well, uh, pricing is the final outcome. This is what the customer sees. So uh, we have to do a lot of homework before that. You have to worry about segmentation. You got to worry about competitive analysis, all that stuff that comes before. But at the end of the day, we set the price. And there's a lot of discussions right now in, you know, in the business world about should I charge a premium for green products? How much of a premium? How do you manage inflation with conventional versus green products? What's a willingness to pay? And, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's goods on the store, you know, uh, services that you buy, and there is a price attached to all of them. So this is why, you know, pricing for the planet is really pricing and around sustainability with all the things that come before. Um, and I understand it may be, a, uh, for some people, perceived as restricted, but in the wide definition of pricing, you also include segmentation, value, differentiation, all these, you know, concepts that lead into value-based pricing. Yeah, and, and you had you had a special gift for the audience because you developed a framework around you know monetizing and pricing sustainability. 
So it's eight steps. Yeah. So step one, segment for sustainability. Step two, produce ideal customer value proposition. Mm -hmm. Step three, productize. Step four, extract differentiators and customer benefits of these offers. Step five, measure and quantify the economic value of the offers. Step six, select the right pricing models and levels for the offers. Step seven, package and produce a sustainability value playbook. Step eight, deploy sales enablement programs and train Salesforce. So first of all, thank you for sharing this framework. <laughs> so do you want to go through those eight steps? What, you know, like what are the traps? What should they, uh, what should an SME avoid? Yeah, well, I, I think it starts with segmentation and I'll, I'll be frank with you. It was the same issue with digital transformations where not everybody's going to be interested with sustainability at this stage, you know, norms and regulations are coming, they're changing and the, the reporting requirements are different. But I think you always start with your eager customers, the pioneers, the early adopters. And then when you do a, a basic segmentation, you would look at application end use and customer groups that are going to be super responsive to your sustainability story. Then obviously you need to understand what is it that you offer. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it cannot be fuzzy. It cannot be ideas. It cannot be just concept. You really have to productize. And that's something that I, I see lots of companies struggling with. Uh, what is it exactly that you offer? Is it uh, consulting? Is it a report? Is it engineering services? Is it con recycled content in products? And once you have that truly uh, packaged, that's what I, 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 I usually call that tangibilized, which I know it's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> I keep <laughs> using it. But then you really, you, you really go and say, hey, this... Does that make you better versus competition? Does that make you, you know, like a first mover advantage? You know, what is the value, you know, that you deliver? For example, if you if you do beautiful sustainability events for your customer, you're the only one to do them, and you bring experts, you deliver VIP experience, you you help them with carbon reduction programs. Wow, that is tremendous amount of value for a customer who's not yet ready. What is the value? Is it ten thousand euros? Is it twenty thousand dollars? You know, so that's that's the next step, and then eventually you create a playbook. But your salespeople need to be able to understand what you're offering, what value uh, it brings to your customer base. How do I exchange that versus price? If I price it as a standalone offer, or if I justify my uh, premium using my sustainability differentiation? So. You know, there is research that shows that most salespeople are not trained on sustainability and how to sell it. So um, huge amount of uh, consideration if you don't do this. So like, again, any other innovation, like it's difficult to sell a subscription if you sold uh, equipment for many years. It's the same if you sell conventional product and now you come up with uh, green products, you know, you have to make sure that the playbook is ready for your sales team. So that framework is really, uh, I mean, you have to stop at eight because it's a long framework, uh, <laughs> but it really uh, uses the, the foundation of, you know, business modeling and segmentation. So if you look at the, uh, a business model, very segmentation, value props, it's going to be products, resources, pricing. 
So it, it's considered this as kind of a new offer, and then you're going to run down the value-based pricing framework and then equip your salespeople, you know? Yeah, I think that's 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 a very important point. And, and for you, because we, we keep having this question, like you are, a, you know, a Fortune 500 companies or an SME, can you apply this the same eight steps uh, framework? Yeah, there's, there's no difference except, you know, if you go to a, a very large company, you may have 500 product ranges or product lines and you may have to do it line by line and you may have to do a lot of more digging. But at the end of the day, you should have more resources. So who does that is product managers, marketing managers. But you see the difference is, Fabien, is we, we position ourselves in the way that sustainability is not a technical discussion. Sustainability is a business discussion. It's an innovation that needs to be monetized like any other innovation, except there is a compliance angle. You have to do it, right? And and by the way, it's super good for the planet and for people when you do it well. But on the business side, I don't see any difference between that and digital transformation or service or, you know, like launching a new product, right? Um, so... Who's going to manage it, right? So if you're in a large corporation, chances are there is going to be a pricing team, maybe, or maybe a, a maybe you know, product teams. Or if you're in a small business uh, environment, then the owner or a GM or a sales leader should be able to work on this. And, you know, obviously it's a new field and... But everybody gets nervous about sustainability, right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's all green, the tree huggers, blah, blah, blah. You know, but at the end of the day, if you have, if you manage your waste, for example, if you manage resource consumption in your plant, you're already doing a lot of that. It's just a matter of, you know, packaging it and showing it to the world as, hey, we're making efforts. And then understanding if that brings value to, uh, to the customers. Some will bring value, others will not. And so, so we, we promise at the beginning to be very pragmatic. So let's say, uh, so you are an, a, like a business owner, like an SME owner. So the best advice would be, you know, take like a half a day, bring all of your people, sit down and, you know, think about how you can create value. You can apply this, this eight steps framework is it really that's what you would say to a business owner? Well, I would start with a you know kind of a, an exchange with my leadership and say, uh, okay, uh, you know, what do we have to do? First of all, we need to be compliant. Is there any uh, compliance issue here? What, what about risk management? You start with uh, the basic, the obvious stuff, and then you have a, a kind of a discussion and exchange with your team and say, can we use sustainability as a source of innovation and differentiation? And what could we do, you know? And, and a lot of the time, you will see that there is going to be a, people who really care about this in your teams. And they'll jump on that and say, yeah, that's a great idea. We, we need to, we want to do this as employee, as, as human being. We want to do this. We want to take care of the planet. We want to be better with people. We want to make an impact in society. We want to give back to our community. And all that stuff is, you know, it, it shouldn't be a, a too much of a push. Then you go into, okay, then you start plugging in the process. Who should care about this, right? What customer pockets, you know? And then you decline. 
Now, you don't have to create a portfolio of 58 assets that you want to launch. You know, start with two or three initiatives, start packaging them very well, look at what value that brings to you and to your customers, and then launch them. Now, look at who's going to sell it. You may sell through resellers or you may sell direct. So, you know, simple is better. Get started and then repeat. But at the end of the day, the first thing I would do, Fabian, is kind of having a, a philosophical exchange of, you know, how do we do this together? You know, what is it that we want to be in the market? Uh, because, you know, everybody's talking about it. Do we do this? Do we not do this? How do we do it? You know, and then from there, that creates your your ambition, your motivation, and potentially a strategic vision for it. Perfect. You know, I think, Stefan, it's a, it's mission, mission accomplished because we wanted to be very pragmatic. I think that's exactly what you did. So a huge, huge thank you. And, you know, thank you for the audience for joining us today. We hope you found it insightful and inspiring. If you want to stay connected with us, learn more and continue this sustainability journey and discussion, please subscribe to our newsletter called The Bi-Weekly Digest on www.pricingfortheplanet.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn directly on the Pricing for the Planet page or by following Stefan Liozu or myself, Fabian Cross, on LinkedIn as well. But listeners, we also need your help. By leaving a comment and rating this podcast, I hope five stars, you are not just giving us feedback. You are also helping boost the visibility of these critical discussions. Every comment, every like, every share help us reach more people and spread the word about our mission. And don't forget, the only path to amplifying and accelerating sustainability is by framing it as a driving force and facilitator for business. Thank you for your time, your interest, and your commitment to sustainability. Be well.